there's always a cause and effect in things of spiritual life. What happens when we are good stewards? What are the results of that? How are we changed and how does it impact the community around us? These are the questions that we're going to attempt to answer on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, welcome to Inverse. Whether this is your first episode and you're like, what is this show all about? Or whether you've been with us every single episode this entire quarter, last 13 weeks, we want to welcome you to this episode, this final episode of, on stewardship here on Inverse. And we are so been enamored by what we've studied this entire quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. to be honest, when I first thought about stewardship, I'm like, eh, yeah. this? <laughs> but this has been a pretty fruitful study. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have our start off with some prayer. Israel, can you pray for us? Sure. And then we'll get into our last episode about tying everything up together. All right, let's pray. Our Father and our God, thank you so much for this wonderful topic that we've had the privilege to study and to learn how stewardship leads Mm -hmm. to Christ-likeness. Please bless us as we study this topic one more time. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, Cal, let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter (laughs) 2, verse 12. You have to say it with a British accent just to give it some pizzazz. (laughs) All right. Apparently Peter (laughs) is from England, okay? (laughs) You're like straying all over the place. All right, 1 Peter 2, verse 12. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. All right, let's go to JT, Jared Thomas. Um, this verse here, I mean, it's, it's in a different context, but just taking that, that verse, what's a principle we can kind of out of it? Yeah, we should ex- be experiencing the transforming power of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, as he changes our conduct, how we live, uh, the old school King James uses the word conversation, which is our general manner of living, how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. People are going to see that. And even though they may think you're kind of crazy, it's kind of what Peter is saying. They may (laughs) disagree with you. They may think you're evildoers, but they're going to see something there. um, Mm -hmm. And and they'll they'll give glory to God by how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. So we live in this, uh, a lot of us, uh, well, the four of us in a Western context. And a lot of the West really focuses on you and your relationship with God. And what do I have to, and it's between me and God. Mm -hmm. There's also this Eastern context that, Mm -hmm. you know, me being Korean American, that it's also me in this community. It's a collective. It's a collective identity and how I appear to others. There's also, there's a responsibility in that sense I mm-hmm. have with that influence. And, and, and Peter seems to be talking about that. So, um, Israel, bring this into the context of stewardship. This goes along with everything that we've been studying up mm-hmm. to this point. You know, we have, we're stewards of the gospel, meaning that we are these vessels that God invests this great treasure in. Mm-hmm. The job is for us to be able to take this treasure in the vessel. Mm-hmm. to the world so that the ve- so that people can see the vessel with the treasure. They see us, they see the treasure in us, and they don't say, man, they're awesome people, but they say, wow, look at the power of the treasure in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so stewardship we've looked at is essentially carrying the gospel in our in our experience, right? Mm-hmm. We've also looked at stewardship in the sense of what it means to be Christ-like, right? Jesus is the ultimate example of what it means to be a steward, even though he was an owner. Mm-hmm. And so we have that great privilege of being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And so it ties into this lesson in that very point, that very point of 
ultimately, if we do what we are called to do, if we are stewards of the gospel, if we are stewards of Christ, like, of Christ if we are stewards of our money, if we are like Jesus, then something is going to happen in the world around mm -hmm. us. Let me ask you this question. It's just a, a superficial question in a sense, not superficial like shallow, but on the, on the exterior. Um, so let's say I have watched all 13 episodes of Inverse. I'm studying the Bible. I'm like, man, I really now want to be responsible to the Lord. And I want, I want to be a steward in all these areas. But specifically, I want to, I'm going to now pay a tenth of my increase back to the Lord or return it back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be a steward of, of, of the environment, of my family responsibility. And how does that show to the community? How does that show? What? How, what's what's the connection there? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? People see the impossibility. I mean, it, it doesn't take a it doesn't take a very very smart person to realize it's hard to be good. You know, it's hard it's hard to be a good person, mm -hmm. and and any type of goodness that we see in other people, any type of goodness even that we see in ourselves, mm -hmm. um, is is you know ultimately evidence of the fact that there is an outside entity, an outside source that has it's graciously changed. transformed and changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. some of the most humbling, some of the most humbling experiences in my life are, have been when someone tells me, and I know that it is completely untrue, mm -hmm. that someone tells me, I've seen Jesus in you, and you think like, wow, this is incredible that Christ is able to do that. Okay, so mm -hmm. there's a supernatural component that Christ mm -hmm. is in you, and as you're a good steward, he's changing your inner character, right. and that should show out. Yeah, this, It this, will show out. Okay. Yeah. This idea of being good, being a difficult thing, mm -hmm. it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, we have materialism like battering us from every angle. It's everything around. Buy this, if yes. you do this, you know, if I then eat this certain thing or take this pill or if I drive this car, it's gonna make my hair grow back and it's gonna make me more handsome, which is hard some for, for you to imagine, I know. But <laughs> you know, but but we're fed we're fed this lie. And Paul says, uh, he, he he talks about um, learning to come into a state where in any circumstance he's found himself in, he has found contentment. Mm -hmm. That's hard, and yeah. that's revolutionary in the world that we live in today. Mm -hmm. but, that's, yeah. but that's what the gospel can do in us. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. speaking of that world, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And Cal, can you read that for us? 2 Timothy chapter 3, yes. let's go to verse 1 through 9, and this is kind of a sober picture of what's going to happen in these last days, uh, if not if it's already happening already. Can we read all of them? Yeah, verse okay. 1 to 9. Okay. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Okay, let's, let's pause there and let's give Callie a breath of Thank air. To, oh, what's, what, what kind of uh, picture is he painting there? This, is, this has been a picture of our entire, our entire study up to this mm -hmm. point, right? I mean, we talked about the love of God versus the love of the world, mm -hmm. and that's reflected here. Mm -hmm. We talked about in, in Returning Tithe, we talked about selfishness versus unselfishness. That's reflected here. We talked about being grateful. That's reflected in here. We talked about being, you know, without self-control or 
the love of money. All of these things are reflected here. And so we talked about how stewardship is more than just money management. It includes that, but it is much more than that. And so in the end, stewardship, according to this text, stewardship is something that we do on a day-to-day, everyday basis. And bad stewardship a.k.a. materialism, in other words, worldliness. This is reflected in the world around us all the time. And he's saying that this type of stewardship, evil stewardship, will continue to increase. It will continue to increase not just in its frequency, but also in its intensity. Mm-hmm. It seems Justin. like this background is going to get darker and darker and, and more intense. And yeah. as if these these examples of biblical stewardship will, will, will get brighter and brighter just because the times are getting darker and darker. Jerry. For sure. Yeah, These this is describing people, uh, crazily enough, um, if, if you go to verse 5, Five, which really is the kicker for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it says that these people have a form of godliness. This is not talking about just worldlings out there. Mm-hmm. This is talking about people who have an understanding of the goodness of God, and then it says they deny its power. Yeah, this is a terrifying thing yeah. because this this contrast as you're describing between light and darkness isn't just between those who claim to follow Jesus and then the dark world around. This is polarization. These, these among are the like followers good people. Versus fake good people. This is within yeah. the light side, of, so think. to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, I think, why it's so important that we understand and, and looking at everything that, that we have done from a biblical perspective mm-hmm. and just very simply seeing the goodness of God, surrendering ourselves to Him, committing ourselves to Him in everything we have so that we're not going down this path of the unrenewed heart mm-hmm. that leads eventually mm-hmm. to destruction. Mm-hmm. And this is where, to me, the study that we've had together has really been something I've appreciated. When we talked about, when we first talked about, the, you know, the idea, the concept of stewardship and that we were going to be studying this, I was like, man, what in the world? What, what are, how are yeah. we going to talk about this for like 13 <laughs> times, right? And, yeah. but once I started realizing the, 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 re, the reality of what stewardship really means and how it applies to me as, as someone who declares to be a follower of Christ, and we, you know, what Jared is saying, this is speaking to us, mm-hmm. we realize that more and more stewardship is, in fact, a revelation of my Christian experience. Mm-hmm. A re, uh, it's a test. It's, a, it's, a, it's an exposure. It is, it is ultimately an indicator of who I really am. Not what I say, but who I really am. Mm-hmm. And the sad reality about this passage is that it's talking about materialism or worldliness. These things are going to increase among those who profess to be followers of Christ. But mm. we can't forget that in previous episodes, we've studied about the fact, you know, Jared dropped that bomb in Revelation chapter 14, mm. that there is going to come a time when in the midst of this, in the midst yeah. of this kind of context, yeah. there will be a group of people who ultimately show the stewardship of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in such a great way that it completely blows this thing out of the water. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 7 here. Matthew chapter 7. And uh, there's this interesting thing that, 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 uh, that's set up here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Seven. Matthew, first book of the New Testament, verse 21, after 20. And uh, Jared, can we read that, read that yep. verse 21 through 23? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, done many 
wonders in your name, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yeah, Callum, give, explain this uh, passage. Put in your own words. Mercy. Just, just what's what's going on here? Jesus so is at the end of at the end of, of time here, so these people come to God um, and they say that you know we've done all these things in your name we mm -hmm. did we did this cool thing we healed these people we prophesied but Jesus response to them isn't that no you didn't do those things his response is I don't know you mm -hmm. I don't know who you are mm -hmm. this is very interesting in verse 22 it says there have we not prophesied in your name cast, cast out demons in, in your, your name, name yep. done many things in your name and it's, it's pointing back to second Timothy mm -hmm. that they're having the form of godliness and the a form power. of Jesus's name in that yeah. sense but denying the power thereof and could we yeah. say we have paid our tithe in your name, mm. into the storehouse, you yeah, know, Bible which we talked about in, in the book of Malachi. So how do we differentiate the two? What's, where's, where's the dividing line? Help, help us get out well, of that. Well, I think the first thing that comes there is Jesus' response to them is, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have that relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you can do all the things and all the right orders and all the right quantities, mm -hmm. but if you don't have a living relationship with Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. it comes to naught. Sure. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, fruit, tithe and stewardship is ultimately the fruit of a personal experience and mm -hmm. it has to be alive and I can try to jump through the hoops I can take apples and I can super glue them on the tree but eventually they will rot and fall off because it's not it's not coming up from the roots it's a fabrication and ultimately as, as Israel said and has been brought out um, what did you say? <laughs> well, before, well, before you get to Israel's comment, we're going to get to break here. It's going to give us time to see how we uh, super glue these fruits and, and vegetables onto these trees. Only fruits. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Jared, you were pointing out that, that Israel had an awesome point, and then oh, was when it? we got lost here, so yeah, let's, let's I, calibrate I, here. What's going on? I turned to him, and it just, I lost it. I don't even know. I don't even know my point. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's no, move was, on. No, no. Okay, he, I, I, I remember okay. now. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, he, he was talking about the, the point of not doing but being. Not and in the doing, light of, but being. In the light of what we were talking about with fabricating fruit yeah. and being content with having a veneer of Christianity on the outside and not having a living experience, mm -hmm. you may not be able to tell the difference as you look at my right. externals yeah. and my life. Good, Jesus fine. knows the difference and yeah. ultimately yeah. that's going to be a determining And factor. that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. and well, this episode's called Results of, of yeah. Stewardship. Well, yeah, because I think before we get to the results, yeah. it is important for us to note here in, in the Matthew text and also in the, in the Timothy text that, um, I was going to say 1 Timothy, but... <laughs> First Timothy. First, First Timothy. Yeah. Yep. That um, <laughs> that the the difference with this group of people is that they deny the power. So they have the form, but they deny the power. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have to ask ourselves a question: What does it mean? To, what does that mean? Deny the power. Mm -hmm. In other words, what what Paul is saying to Timothy is that the power of God doesn't is not personally affecting the individual, mm -hmm. right? And so you have the power of God that is affecting everything else, right? I mean, God's word is so powerful, his, his power is so powerful that he can make rocks cry, right? Mm -hmm. He can make rocks talk, he can make donkeys talk. That's the kind of power, he can create stuff. Sure. But 
he's saying the people that have a form of godliness are so dull, they're so outside of the, the very power of God that that power reaches a certain point and it doesn't it doesn't hit the life. And that is a group of people that 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 Matthew and that and that Timothy is saying this they're, they're, that's what bad stewardship is. These are people mm-hmm. to avoid. I mean second yeah. Timothy says from such to flee away. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and these are the people that ruin. Yeah. Um, so we have to ask ourselves what is our motivation? What is our motivation when we're being stewards of God? Is our motivation change or is it good looks. I want to bring a point out here in chapter 7, verse 22. <laughs> Many will say to me that they, Lord, Lord, we have, not, have we not prophesied in your name? And then verse 23, and then I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. This, these are some harsh words. Yeah. If we really have a relationship with Jesus, one that's sincere, one that's real, authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, this is this is it hurts to, yeah. and, and I would say any follower, any any disciple of Jesus should should uh, eschew to have that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But I love the other uh, words. Go to Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-one, twenty-five, twenty-one, and then we, we should all be familiar with this. Verse twenty-one: His Lord said unto him, "Well done." Good and faithful servant. Right on. You are faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. The essence. Into the joy of your life. The essence of good stewardship. Faithful in the small, and Jesus says, I will put you in trust over over many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's there's one type of stewardship where you're just you're 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 putting money into the Lord's work and you're expecting you know some monetary blessings and it's a form of godliness and whatnot. There's another form of stewardship that's based in Christ. You're doing it because of Jesus, and then whether you get a return or not, you're just wanting to hear those words, "Well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful servant." Absolutely. That's just, just in your heart. Like sure. begrudgingly at the end of the week when I get paid or the end of the month or whatever, yeah. and I just kind of you know, take out my checkbook and I kind of write out just a little miserly kind of offering and I put it, you know, or whatever, or I'm asked to do something. I get a phone call from the church and they're asking me to be involved in a certain role or whatever. And I begrudgingly, that is not a good and yeah. faithful serve, yeah. ser, you know, servant. It, 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 it fights against, you know, yeah. the character of it's Jesus. Check, it, I call it the it, checkbook test. As you're sitting there, what's your attitude as you're signing that check? I mean, if we do have checks or whatever, whatever you, what's, as you're letting go of that, What's, what's the state of your attitude? And is it, uh, and then the Bible saying the whole class, everyone's going to give, mm-hmm. right. but the attitude will be different. Yeah, and the motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I remember there was, a, there was a time in my life when, you know, you, at, the end of, at the end of the year, you have to pay taxes, mm-hmm. you know, and the government loves our money, right? Well. And, mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, my job is, my only job at home is to do those taxes, and it takes forever. It takes me like five years to do the taxes. And I'm looking really at the well. taxes, and I want to make sure, I want to make sure that the government does not take a nickel more than what belongs to them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's the one thing that I'm super diligent in, right? I like save receipts, I write things down, because I do not want to give them more than- You're a shoot steward yeah, when it comes yeah, to I'm a shoot steward, yeah, pray for me, yes. yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I had this conversation with my wife because we give our, our tithes and our offering, we give them all in one lump sum every month. So it's like, here's a month, it's out of the way, boom, right? But then the question is, like, what about the other three weeks? You know, the other three weeks, it looks like the church members are looking at us like, these guys do not give tithe and offering, right? And so, um, 
so we got, you know, my wife, my wife always saves money and she's always giving. And I remember we had a conversation. I was like telling her, hey, don't 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 give don't give loose offering. If you're going to give money to the church, like put it in a little envelope and put our name and address on it. Yeah. So that we can get a receipt so we can get a tax deduction, <laughs> you know. And and she was like, this is a dollar, you know, like this is a dollar, two dollars. We're not giving a lot of money in here, you know. And I was like, but it's important for us to know how much money we're giving to the church so that we can deduct it on our taxes. This is important. <laughs> mm -hmm. And as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking to myself, what is my motivation to give, mm. right? Is my motivation to give... To the Lord's work? Yeah. Or is it to stick it to the U.S. government? Right. Or, 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 you know, in the end is I don't want, I don't want to be robbed. Mm. I want whatever remains to be. All right, here's yours, God. Here's yours, Uncle Sam. But this is mine, and I want to protect this. And so mm. my motivation there has changed so that even in my giving, I want to make sure that, I, that God is tabulating and that I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm saving and, and I'm getting as much benefit as mm. possible. Yeah. And this is, this is denying the, the power in my mm. life, right? Right? Here you have a servant who is mm. saying, mm. I don't care how much I benefit. I want all of the benefit to fall on God. And if in the end I don't get any tax deduction and la di da da then it's great because this is serving the Lord. And so there's a different motivation why this servant serves. It's and that motivation code. is love. It's a tax code changes. Will I still be faithful? Mm -hmm. will, will you still be faithful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to because we work for the church, so we, <laughs> we have to. Do. There are there are results kidding, to stewardship. Kidding. Yeah, yes. we've talked about one. We hear the words of Jesus of mm -hmm. affirmation and approbation that should warm our hearts. Mm -hmm. One, the second, we are a witness to those around us. Three, we become more of examples of godliness in a dark world. Mm -hmm. What are what are some other? Can I call them perks, results? I mean, there are some fruits of, I, of being a good steward. Where so I was totally they? listening to you, yeah. but I wasn't sure if you said that we are content. We are content. Um, okay. There's like a, a certain level of satisfaction that comes there. Okay. So I think of, so I'm kind of steering away from the monetary stewardship, because I, I love the idea that it's not just about money. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of new to me in my mind, so I just want to keep harping on that. But kind of combining influence and contentment um, a long time ago, mm -hmm. Israel actually uh, did a week of prayer at my high school. And he. I remember that. Yes, he was there. <laughs> I had more hair. Um, you did have more hair. Um, and he, he had the same big glasses, though. <laughs> so he, he broke down the Word of God, though. And I remember being so moved um, by this, and like, wow, I really see Jesus in the Word of God. This is amazing. And so I took that and I started learning to preach on my own. Mm -hmm. And now I preach often. And now people come up to me and say, wow, you broke down the Word of God. I understand it. Now I want to go. And so Israel being faithful to the, the talents that God has given him led to me being faithful with God giving mm. me talents and now other people and so on and so forth. So, and then even in preaching and just knowing that I'm doing what Jesus asked me to do, there's mm -hmm. contentment there. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a beautiful thing of how our stewardship leads to the stewardship of others. And so it actually spreads joy and contentment. Mm -hmm. And so you're not just even sharing the talents, but you're just sharing the experience of joy. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's an it's ongoing very, uh, effect there. A very, very nice, very nice. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing <laughs> you're that. You're welcome. I think what, and, and what's great, what was <laughs> crazy, really no, no, what, what, what was crazy is that she was speaking or just before she spoke, the word that I wrote down, the perk that I wrote down was grace. Mm. Mm. Um, I remember when we moved, we were we were uh, near a large city and we had a, a, a bigger home and we paid a lot more money for it. We got moved to a different town, a smaller place. And long story short, back to taxes, you know. Um, <laughs> You're stuck on this. Yeah, back to taxes. <laughs> you know, normally we get 
a tax return. I normally get money back after at the end of the year because uh, we overpay on, on our taxes. And this year I get, or not not this year, but that at that time. Okay. <laughs> I get a phone call from our he CPA. I get a phone call from our CPA, and she's like, I need every single receipt that you've spent on work expenses and so forth because of this and that. Horrible feeling. Yeah, horrible feeling. And so I thought, this is either really good because I'm kind of slow. I'm like, this is either really good or really bad. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I'm going to take the bad approach. I'm like, so I texted her, and I'm like, does this mean I'm dead? And she responded, yes, right? <laughs> And so, like, horrible feeling. Yeah, horrible feeling. I'm thinking, like, oh no, this is. So, I'm thinking, I'm probably going to get a lot less money. Long story short, it's not that I got less money, it's that I owed the government thousands and thousands of dollars. And with my salary, I could never pay that. Mercy. And so, I'm thinking, how in the world, Lord, am I going to do this? I got to get a pay cut now, so I have to pay the government these thousands of dollars. And I did not know how I was going to do this. Mm. And the temptation was. I got to hold back. I got to hold back mm -hmm. on my tithe, my offering, my service. Yeah. To this very day, I do not know how I paid off that debt without any interest mm. and how I survived that year. And I reflect and I'm like, this is the grace of God. Mm. And, and I, I don't call myself a faithful steward. I try to be faithful. But ultimately, when we attempt to be faithful, God gives us grace and he gives it to us in abundance yeah, these mm -hmm. moments of miracles happen yeah. in our lives it's mm -hmm. just out of the goodness of yeah and that's a perk and it's a great perk to have Amen. it's an it's a great perk to have Jared? something foundational to what we're, we're talking about here is the attitude of trust mm. um, Jesus says to his faithful ones the ones in whom he has entrusted responsibilities well done thou good and faithful servant but if you're wrestling with this, whether I'm going to take care of obligations, whether I'm going to hold back on my responsibilities uh, to God that he's entrusted to me, it requires trust in him, in his goodness, in his yeah. faithfulness, in his, that he, in his character, that we know him, that he's not going to withhold. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, if I've given myself to God, mm -hmm. if I've given you know, my life, my finances, my, my family to God, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to try to manage those things according to my own ability, I'm ultimately putting myself in the place of God, mm, Yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's surrendering to Jesus, it's relinquishing our right to some of those things, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that requires a tremendous level of trust, and that does not come without a personal walk with Him, mm -hmm. getting to know Him in His Word, deeper time, understanding of energy. who is walking with Him, and He will cultivate that. He's going to take us by the hand, and He's going to lead us, mm -hmm. and He's going to help us bring us to that point where He can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's mm -hmm. not something I've produced. Mm -hmm. That's something Jesus has come along mm -hmm. me, He's put His arm around me, and we've taken that track together. Amen. Amen. So as you guys have watched this entire quarter, and especially this episode, there are a lot of perks, a lot of good things that come about by emptying ourselves. We can only do that by God's strength. Especially in these last days, we need to be good stewards of the resources and the talents that God has given us. So our prayer, it's uh, hopefully that's your prayer. We want, ask, we want to ask you all to come out to our uh, Inverse episodes next quarter. We're going to be talking about last day events. What does the Bible have to say about them? What should be our proper attitude? And hopefully to be good stewards as these last days come to an end. God bless you guys. We're so glad you decided to join us here on Inverse. We'll see you next quarter, next episode. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. 
Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.